0: Thank you so much for listening to Edified Minds Podcast, where I, Kennedy Edwards, discuss overcoming personal battles in our 20s, breaking Black culture debacles, and rethinking toxic social media influences. I hope you're ready for this episode, because I am. Stay tuned. Girl, hurry up! The episode's about to start! Edified, edified, divine, shy, thrive. No lies, a new mind. Forget to subscribe, get designed to edify, skip the line and edify. <laughs> Let me stop. Lego. Hello, ladies. I am back and I'm feeling better than ever. Okay. I have taken some time away from the podcast. I've allowed you all to soak up season one, and I'm really excited just for what's to come. Like so many of you guys have been giving me amazing feedback, some harsh criticism, but I'm okay with that. And I am really excited to bring you guys new things. My YouTube channel is going to be popping. You're going to see visuals. You're going to have interviews in here. We're going to really have some girl power going on and start to deep dive into conversations that are a little tricky. You know what I mean? A little tricky. I see a lot of the times on social media, there are conversations that go viral that I'm like, why are you talking about that? Or, damn, they're talking about that. And I'm ready to be part of conversations that otherwise I would kind of be nervous about digging into. But I think it's time. So I decided to give you guys two bonus episodes before we launch season two. And I'm really excited, you guys. I hope that you are following me on social media because if not, make sure that you're following me on Instagram at edifiedminds.podcast and on TikTok at edifiedminds.podcast. So today's episode is a goodbye letter to my boss, okay? When I did Edified Minds Season 1, I was still at a company and I'm not going to expose them, but I was at a company where I was working with real estate and I loved it. And I think that we all start off that way. In the beginning of a job, you love it, it's awesome, you're starting to make new money, you went through a extraneous interview process, and I know I'm not the only one who literally for months went through an interview process, but I digress. And when you finally get the job, you start to see its flaws, and you start to see, oh man, am I really cut out for this role? I'm reading a book right now called Up-Level Communication and it talks a lot about how most of us operate in misalignment in the workplace. And let me break it down to you. There are times where your mind is telling you one thing, your emotions are saying another thing, and your spirit and body is saying a whole different thing. If you come into a job and your mind is, I'm going to climb the corporate ladder, I'm going to climb this ladder, but your emotions don't match that, and they say, okay, well, I don't really like how I filled the job. You know, I'm the only black person, or, you know, I feel like the men don't listen to me here. Then you're already misaligned. Already that quickly, boop, you're probably not going to climb the ladder because something's going to hold you back. The people who normally climb that ladder, who normally reach success faster than others, are the ones who come in, like, okay, I'm going to conquer this, 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 and that. I'm going to make these alliances on the job, Okay. I feel great, I feel confident, I feel like nothing's in my way. And if something is in my way, I'm gonna break it down step by step. And then also their body is actually portraying it. They're doing the work. They're not just saying it, they're not just thinking it, they're doing it. And so I knew automatically in this job that I was doing all that I could do. And I know I'm not the only one. Where you know you are putting in work, you know that you are doing everything you should be doing and yet it goes unnoticed. I'm at an age in my life where I cannot uh, stay somewhere where I am not appreciated. And it has nothing to do with being entitled. Like, that's a lie that a lot of people put on millennials and the younger generation that were so entitled. But see, I'm a 90s baby. So I'm in the middle. And I remember the times before laptops and this and that and iPhones. Like I remember those days. So I'm still humble in my approach. But what I'm not going to do is be working for, in my opinion, not that good of money, <laughs> and then also not being appreciated when I'm actually reaching or exceeding the goals that are given to me. So this episode is a letter to my boss from a company that I left earlier this year, 2023, um, right when I was making Edify Minds. You know, it's wild how we have to have those lows in order to start new ventures, in order to finally find our voice, and it takes those moments where we have to be humbled and where we have to reflect and go, okay, what can I do next? How am I gonna pivot? A little backstory on this job was that I found it on LinkedIn. And when I was searching for it, I had just gotten fired from a previous job. And I've got a long list of firings, sadly. And I've learned from those mistakes. I mean, every single firing was for something different. And I look, if you've been fired before, shout out to you. I appreciate those who have been fired so that you know the struggle that I dealt with when I got that email and that call talking about some, yeah, it's really not a good fit anymore. Like, ah, I was so upset when that happened, but I just got in my first apartment and I said, well, I can't really sit here and cry about it all day long. I think I took one day, one day. To actually rethink it through and go, okay, I got to work on this and that, but I got to get some money because I got rent due literally next month. Okay, at this point, there is no playing. Like I was full bred into adulthood. I had jumped off the pole I was looking on LinkedIn and I remember applying for about 50 jobs a day. Like it was that that it was that serious to me that I had to hurry up and get a job. And this job in particular. What I liked about it was that it was in the real estate industry. I love that I was still doing social media. I was still staying in the PR realm and that like communications umbrella. And if you're in the industry, you know, if you know, you know, you know, you got communications, you got marketing, you got advertisement, you got PR and it's all different. You got journalism, like it all kind of works together. But at the same time, you're doing different things. Okay. And these are very, very Um, creative jobs, it requires patience, it requires somebody else to see your vision, and it requires you to really, really know how you want to execute it. A lot of seasoned people in those industries aren't just trying to listen to what you feel and, oh, I think that we should do this, this, and that. They literally want a plan, A, B, to Z, immediately. I got a call back not too long after applying. Um, the, The process was pretty smooth to me. I... Came in the office, and this was after COVID, you guys. So this was not remote, which was very surprising to me. They were fully in office. This was 2021. So mind you, COVID was not all the way over with, but they did not care. And I thought, okay, maybe it's because it's real estate. Maybe we'll be out in the field. Wrong. They just did not care. They were like, no, you're going to come in office. So coming to the interview, there are two young girls who interview me, and I'm very good at selling myself. Like, I just, I don't know, I just have like words of magic, I guess you can say. (laughs) So came in there, told them everything that I could be able to provide, went over my resume, went over, you know, what happened at previous jobs, da, 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 and let them know that I was prepared to move forward in my career. I wanted to stay at a company long term. And I still feel this way. I wanna stay at a company for like 10 plus years. I wanna be one of those people that has the sabbaticals and is able to say that, okay, I started from here and now look at me, I'm like almost VP status. During the interview, I would say one red flag that I peeped was that one of the girls looked at me and she goes, yeah, I think that, I think that you're it, you're it because you have the look. You have the look that we're looking for. And I'm thinking to myself, this is nothing to do with fashion, this is nothing to do with looks in my opinion. But hey, I'll take it. At that point, look, I'm looking for a job. I'm happy she said that I'm thinking this is a compliment. But now that I look back at it, it was a red flag. So I ended up getting hired, and automatically you guys, you know how you know how you're trying to tell yourself that something's not wrong, but like you know it's wrong. You got to start in- listening to your intuition. That's what we have to start doing because I knew from jump off rip that something was going to end up being wrong. The VP at the time never, ever greeted me. And this is a small company now. I'm in the marketing department. It's very small. And she never, ever said hi, not any welcome to my company, nothing. Just would look at us and keep going. And that to me is a red flag because somebody in a leadership role was once in the place that you are currently at. And if I'm talking to any VPs, any leaders, any bosses, entrepreneurs, Watch the way that you treat your employees and the people who work for you, because it'll always come back and bite you in the ass. Excuse my language. But I already knew, okay, this is not a good feeling. You know, I'm obviously gonna want mentorship from her one day, and even from the beginning, she was never kind. Now, I held it down for some months, but the next red flag, three main people, two of which interviewed me, Three of, I would say, their driving forces at our department all left around the same time, said that it was unethical, said that they weren't getting paid right, said that they were just tired of the BS. And I got afraid off rip. I'm like, oh my gosh, what does this mean for me? Because one person was my direct manager. So I'm thinking if she leaves, I'm probably going to be having to leave too. I'm going to get let go or something. Well, thank God that that didn't happen. But once again, I ignored that red flag. See the pattern here? And so I kept staying, kept staying, and I had another uh, partner who was doing the same work as I, and she ended up leaving shortly after they left. So let's say if I get hired January, they left maybe early March, then she left by the end of March, and it's just me. I'm the only one doing the role of social media management, and I am excited because I'm thinking this is my opportunity that God is giving me to take over. This is my opportunity where they have nobody else to lean on, but I can actually put in my full creativity, tell them everything that I'm wanting to do, and I can actually start making it happen because I am now the only one. I could actually be able to climb the ladder to management and leadership faster because I'm the only one in this role as long as I prove myself. And ladies, that's exactly what I did. Automatically, I'm doing great things for clients. I'm making viral TikToks and viral Instagram reels. I'm really going above and beyond, okay? And so I knew, In a year or two, there's no way that I'm not going to reach management status. I have exceeded their goals. We talked about our goals in the beginning of the year, and I am making it happen times three. Not only are they packing on additional accounts on me, additional work that I'm taking on full force, I'm not getting a pay raise, okay? And I'm not necessarily getting any perks. See, the perks of that job was just food. I thought that that was actually a perk. I really did. I thought that us getting free food on Wednesdays, Us going to fancy events where people barely even recognized us, barely even spoke to us. It was sometimes very, some events went well, some didn't, you know. I felt very underappreciated. But I was so happy that I was connected to this name, this brand. And I took it. Now, I know you guys are probably wondering, why is she going on a rant about an old job? Like, it's over with, sis. You got a new job, don't you? I do. I do. I have a new job. But see, let's tie it all together here. This is a goodbye letter to my boss, correct? And I want us to apply this same story to things that you're going through today. How many of us right now are at jobs where we're just kind of going with the flow because we're afraid to jump off the pouch? How many of us? are staying in relationships because we're afraid to get back in the dating pool? How many of us are attending churches where we don't feel any connection to the word, any connection to the people there, but we're staying because we're so afraid of what could be? It took a lot of balls for me to leave that job. I stayed for a year and a half, and every single month something else came up and something else came up, and what was my breaking point was when I knew that they were starting to make up little things and reasonings for not giving me a raise. Right around raise time, all of a sudden issues started coming up. They started pointing out little typos, and don't get me wrong, I don't wanna make any excuses for typos, I get it. But see, during draft mode, you're supposed to make mistakes. It's a draft, and I, oh! So when they were doing little things like that, ladies, I knew that it was a plot, and it was meant for me to not get a raise. Mind you, that was one thing I was told when I was like first there, the first couple of months when those main those main leaders left. They said, they're going to fight you on that raid. Can you believe that some of those people, the higher-ups, their bonuses were like big. I remember, and I'll just, I'll just say it, I had a $200 bonus. Yeah, a long... Are you kidding me? I am not even going to, I'm like, I'm not, <sighs> oh, I have to calm down because I don't even want to get upset about that. Like it's over, you know? It's a new day, it's a new time. I'm at a new company where I finally feel appreciated. But this goodbye letter is me thanking that boss for that experience. Thanking her that I had to learn how to navigate in toxic environments so that I could thrive in an environment where I finally feel valued. See, that was like my first real corporate job. So what that taught me was that for one, nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about you. And I was so shocked by that realization that absolutely nobody cares about the things that you think you're doing and the things that you think you're doing for them. If they don't see anything in you, then it is a lost cause. Another thing that I learned was that breaking yourself for somebody is never going to make you feel happy in the long run because you don't really feel like it's a genuine connection you don't feel like it's a genuine understanding involved and all of this really comes down to self-sabotaging like you end up self-sabotaging yourself because you're always second guessing you're always wondering if it's good enough you're gonna start picking yourself apart and i felt myself my body was deteriorating like not even to be dramatic because i am a very dramatic person but like, I felt like I was getting sick more often. I felt like I wasn't wanting to eat. I just felt like I was not in the groove. I was no longer myself at this job. And I didn't even want to come into work. I used to love going in. But, like, I was reading an article, and it was like, are you wondering why you're? it's hard for you to wake up and get out of bed? Well, your body doesn't want to go wherever it knows it's going. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, I totally get that because – Whenever I would wake up, my body would be like, uh, let's just sleep in longer. Like, I don't want to go. When you start to self-sabotage, when you don't feel like you're appreciated, it is time for you to get up and go. And lastly, I would say that what it really taught me as well, working there, was just to have, like, thicker skin. Like, in everything that we go through in life, things are not going to be, like, Popcorn and candy and chocolate and fudge and sprinkles. And I don't know why I'm naming all these candy and stuff. I think I really want like a sweet right now, even though it's what 9 30 in the morning. But that's not really reality and that's not life. And I think that's the lie that we are always told by social media, by others who play victim. And that's what we want to get out of. Like, we want to get out of this victimhood. You know realize how i did start off this story with the truth my truth of how it went for me my experience the red flags that i chose to ignore the decisions that i chose to make and how i had to deal with the aftermath now thank god i had some balls and i left i decided to leave earlier this year i had enough i knew what was happening i knew i was being blackballed i knew that i was wrongly being accused of making mistakes and doing this this and that right before raise time and i knew that i was not going to thrive in this job but that's what i'm urging a lot of you ladies to think about in whatever you have going on whether it be work for you relationships for you family situations your health you know whatever it could be it literally can apply to anything if you are in a place where you don't feel valued, if you're in a place where you have chosen to ignore red flags, if you're in a place where you feel like you're self-sabotaging yourself, go. I'm not lying to you when I say I was sitting in the conference room with two higher-ups, okay? One of them couldn't stand because she was just as fake as could be. Blech. And this lady recently had tried to kind of like mind F me. And she was like, yeah, you know, it doesn't really seem like you want to be here anymore. You know, you used to be kind of loud, and now you're quiet. And I was like, Skirt. First of all, I've never been loud in a corporate place ever, okay? I've never been loud. I don't know what she meant by that. Well, actually, I know exactly what she meant by that. This was a caucus. This was a Casper. So I already knew what she meant by that, okay? I'm not dumb. But what I can say, and I'm being honest with you guys, there was no reason for me to be loud. There was no reason. I had one close person that I worked with and he was like in a whole other department. So I was never loud around them, okay? And so when she said that, I knew, oh gosh, she's going to try to make it seem like I don't want to be here anymore. She's going to try to mind F me as if all of a sudden I'm retracting back. Mind you, that morning I'd spoken to everybody. Every morning I walked in and said, good morning to everybody. And there was this one lady who would never say good morning to people. Just come in there, wobbling, upset, angry at the world. And they loved some of her. They loved, ooh, Wendy they loved. They just loved her but had the audacity to try to call me out saying that I'm not loud anymore. I knew that at that moment I'm like, okay, either I'm going to snap on this lady and I'm going to revert back or it's time for me to go. And as soon as she said that, when we went into the meeting the next day and they had the audacity to question me about more things, like, come on now it's corporate. We're adults. If I come in five minutes late, like (laughs) eat me. Is it really that big of a deal? No, nobody's trying to finesse the clock out of five freaking minutes. Get out of here. I literally heard God and I, and I, I'm one of those people where I hate when people say like that God told me to do something and like, it's not true. Like I follow this page that's very like anti-porn and this one porn porn star said that God told her to make porn. Like we all know that's a lie. We all know that's not true. That's your demon finessing you, you know, but I literally heard something, but I believe it was God, but I'll just say something. My, my guardian angels say, go. And as soon as they started to talk about, you know, well, why did you clock in? I literally said, you know what? This is not going to work for me, and this is going to be my last day. I can stay another week if you'd like, and I can help out if you need. But this is not going to work. I had to move on, faith. I had to just literally go with my gut, and I was so scared. <laughs> I was so scared because yes, my savings were very nice. But I wasn't prepared to just make that leap. I think that I should have thought that probably through a little deeper, but at the same time, everything happens for a reason. Because after leaving that job, I was fine. Rent was still paid. Everything was going good. I was doing Uber on the side. And I got my new job, what, two months after. There are people that I know that were looking for jobs that hadn't gotten a job like until a month after I got mine. And they were looking before me. Like God knows how to place you in positions where you don't see yourself, but he knows you're wanting to go. I had been saying that I wanted to go into the tech realm. Now, looking back at it, that I had to leave immediately. And that's what I'm urging a lot of you guys to do, to leave immediately in situations where you have been kind of waiting for change, where you know it's not good, where you know that you can do better, but you're just simply afraid. Say thank you and say goodbye letters to your bosses. The bosses in your life, it could be, like I said, and and the reason why I keep saying different scenarios is because as I'm literally thinking this through, and and right now I'm I'm freestyling, like I haven't written out anything, I have no prompt, Um, all I can do is think about how this can literally apply to any situation where you are not satisfied and where you don't feel like you're going to thrive. That is a problem that's going around right now. We've got inflation going on. We have people not knowing if they're going to ever afford a home. We have people who are rushing into children when they're still children, when they're horrible people. Let's just keep it trail. And the, the truth is that you are simply afraid to move on and to pivot. There are people who are trying to force relationships to happen, trying to force a job to come to play, trying to force your family to accept you for this, this, that, and the third. It is what it is you have to do what's best for you. And I'm at that point in my life where your girl's gonna, what? I'm gonna be 27 next month, October 1st. And I am ready to start walking in my womanhood. Like, I really am no longer a child. Everything I have done in my life, I am in control of. I control the trajectory of my life. And so, yes, while I made those decisions to be at that job, I thought it was right at the time. And all I know is that when it was time for me to leave, I didn't... I didn't kitty out. That's what I'll say. I was going to say the P word, but I'm trying to work on my cursing. I, I didn't kitty out. I did what needed to be done. And I heard a voice tell me to go, and I relied on faith. So what I encourage a lot of you guys to do today, as you're listening to this podcast, is for one, send it to somebody if you know they're going through this. But two, write a letter out to your quote-unquote boss. Write a letter out to your church. Write, write a letter out to your boyfriend or your girlfriend that you want to be an ex because you know that it's not good for you. Write that letter to them and thank them for what they've taught you. Thank them for the lessons but let them know that it's time for you to exit. To end off this episode because it's time for me to go ahead and prepare for my workout. Um, Your girl is trying to stay fit. She's trying to have a routine. I got my sticky notes here. I want to encourage everybody this week to write their goodbye letters. And I wanna thank you guys for tuning in to the bonus episodes. I've got one more for you, and after that, season two is coming out. So I'm excited. I'm low key nervous just because I'm a perfectionist, but I'm trying to pray myself out of that perfectionist idealization because it's not reality. Nobody's perfect. So, Share with me on Instagram if you were able to write somebody a goodbye letter. Make sure you follow me on edifiedminds.podcast on Instagram and at Podcast at TikTok. All right, guys. Talk to you soon.